happy Friday. Uh, my deepest apologies for last week. There was something that came up with the accountant and then me and Anna. So we just had to cancel. Um, I'm working on getting another accountant on because I think it would be super helpful for a lot of people that have questions. Um, but here we are. Happy Friday. How have your two weeks been? You're moving? Yeah, girl. I'm actually two weeks out from moving. So the chaos is on. The packing is on. Is all the reseller stuff good? Like I saw some pictures on Instagram and it looks like you're making good progress, right? Yeah. Um, I'm really appreciating eBay more than ever at the moment because I've been having to deal with Facebook Marketplace a whole bunch, trying to get rid of some furniture and it's literally the worst. <laughs> like local <laughs> people? Just like scam, like scam yeah. after scam. I had like 40 inquiries, literally 40. 40 about this one chair that I'm selling and it was all like every single one was like a, a, a scam attempt and I was just like no and like reported that but yeah. yeah it's just really annoying I'm like man I love that I love how like legitimate eBay is it just I don't know I don't really have time to do like the local pickup thing I'm just trying to like move stuff fast but so like the, bigger stuff you're trying to move, like the bigger stuff you're trying to move just because it's not worth selling yeah it's just like my own furniture from my house that we decided last minute like actually we're not going to take this with us and then some of it is like my bigger bulkier items that are like I would rather just take a lower price and you know have someone come pick it up locally instead of shipping it you know big giant like vase and stuff like that yeah um, which I saw that picture and I was like that looks terrifying if you were to ship it like I would really not. not that bad I promise but you have to like do it right <laughs> and, then it's okay. yes, and I would not this is that's right one of the have insurance on your pack that's one reason I don't get outside of my realm either I put it in a poly bag and I'm done um I was gonna say something so you're two weeks out reselling's all ready to go I was gonna say something oh real quick to those friends that are joining um if you see me just leave my kids are home today. Um, and I didn't want to cancel for tw two weeks in a row because we canceled last week. But then my spouse, he he never has to go into the office, but he had to go into the office today, um, kind of last minute. And so if something happens, if I just vanish, that's what's happening. Um, so, or if we just cut it short, it's because something came up. Um, so we'll see. Um, hello. Hi, Diane is here. Duncan, thanks. Um, how have our sales been? So are you on vacation mode or are you I'm not I'm yeah. I'm just regular right now I'm trying to minimize the number of times I am doing time away but I did go ahead and change my my handling time with my business policies to three business days so I knew that when I kind of like turn my store off ish <laughs> with time away it won't be totally off but people won't be able to actually make purchases but I knew that coming back from that I wanted to have at least a three day three business days and usually have it on like one business day. So I'm going and pulling stuff from the storage unit every single day. But in the last week or so, I've just had so much to do that I'm like, I need to not have to go do that every single day. So I put it on three business days already. And that's good. Like sales are still good. It's maybe like slightly slower than it was when it was one business day, but it's not a huge deal. So oh, really? yeah. not three business days. Yeah. So for my own sanity, I'm, I'm just doing that. I actually, um, when I very first worked with a growth advisor, I was like, uh, I, I'd had a thing happen. I probably talked about this before, but I had something happen where I took all, like a whole bunch of packages to the post office and they did not scan them in on time. Mm -hmm. And they still arrived at their destinations on time. But because they weren't scanned in within 24 hours, I had like a major ding, like 
40 or 50 like dings on my my shipment rate and so i found out when it was too late that i could have called ebay because if everything still arrived on time then they'll look at that and they'll adjust it but you have to call about it so i didn't know that i thought i was just screwed so anyway that's a great tip friends yes but you have to do it within like 30 days or something of when that happens or they can't change it like that far after the fact and i didn't know it was an option at all so anyway the same is is true too you probably know this but the same is true like if there's a storm or something that's impacting you yeah um you can contact them and be like hey the usps is like closed or (laughs) a huge storm yeah um and they'll understand if you're just like my guy didn't come today no but if you can show that like hey there was a hurricane Right. right. And it's like, even if they, I don't know, like, even if they don't come, if you can get it there yourself within 24 hours, or even if it's not scanned in on time, but it still arrives on time, like, you can still, you know, it'll still, um, they'll, they'll, they'll change it for you. But anyway, understandable. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so I it was like way later, but I basically was didn't have my top rated seller status at the time when I started working with a growth advisor. And I was like, Yeah, doesn't this suck? And she was like, Oh, well, you could have actually done something about that. But now you can't because it's too late. Yeah, which is like helpful in hindsight. But you're like, that doesn't help me back then. Like, thank you. But what she did tell me because you know, I, I like, like all of us, like I was trying to do everything in my control to like boost my sales. And so I had like one day business, you know, one day business, uh, one day, what am I trying to say? Handling business day, day, handling time. Yeah. My brain cells are all absorbed right now with moving. Um, but she was like, go ahead and put it on three business days to give yourself a little bit more of a margin so that you don't like, if you accidentally mess something up in the next period, it won't like continue to shoot you in the foot. And I was like, really like changing it that I, I thought three business days was like almost borderline too much and they certainly don't encourage you to have like longer handling time but she was like three is fine <laughs> I was yeah, like I think well so this is an interesting thing because yeah. you then lose your top rated seller stat right like once you go past one right. day so like that's a null so once right. you go past but as far as buying it's more about the buyer behavior and if they're yeah. willing to wait three days it's right. not like ebay necessarily minus you losing your like once you lose your top rated status then like it is what it is um yeah. once you go past that it's more if the buyer is willing to wait that time but for a lot of your stuff that maybe they just can't get it anywhere else yeah or they're not like i get things that are like i need this just for valentine's day and it's in two days and i'm like well not my problem, friend. Like, like, yeah. I bought it two days ago. Sorry. I have someone today who sent me an offer um, a couple of days ago and they're like, ship promptly. Um, and I was doing shipping that day anyway. So I shipped in less than a day. It was under my handling day because it was before that I would have shipped anyway. Uh, and then they sent me a message today and I'm like, they're going to, this is the customer that something's going to happen with. Oh, always. Today and they're like, them a mile yeah. away. it's the 17th. And my item hasn't arrived yet or my item is lost. And I was like, it says estimated day is the 17th. It doesn't say it's delivered. Yeah. And that was two days ago, friend. Like it's not even the end of the day. Right. <laughs> like, Chill. And they're yeah. like, I hope it's not lost. And I'm like, it's been two days. Did you know that if you take the tracking number with USPS and you put it into USPS's website, it has more detailed information? And this is a good thing too. So um, I'm not doing it for this one because it's two days and they're just <laughs> you're like chill out. <laughs> but um, if you do all of that, so like if an item hasn't been tracking for like a week or two, and you do that, it it 
nine times out of 10, we'll start tracking again. Wow. Which is like a little, I don't know why. I think That's maybe it like triggers USPS to be like, oh, where is this package? Oh, yeah. Like they've noticed. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes <laughs> when someone will ask me if it's late, I usually just do that. And then I'm like, well, it's tracking. And now it's at this place. Just wait patiently, you know, so right. that they see that something's happening. Um, someone told me that and it's, it works like, although I had a international sale this week that was like, uh, it's been a month. Where's my package? And I'm like, yeah. oh, I can't do it for that. I can't do my trick for an international sale. like, I I know. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I had a really fun return this week that was like an $80 item that someone fully purchased, paid for. I shipped it several days later after they received it. They were like, oh, I didn't mean to buy this. I was just trying to watch it because it's like an item that I'm selling. And I was like, "Sweet, well, you literally paid for it and had it shipped to you. Like, what the heck? Are you not paying attention at all? Like, it's like $100. Yeah, and you're a seller too. Maybe they're a new seller, obviously. Yeah. Well, know. it made me mad. It made me mad. And so I was like, you know what? I would like not, I realized like I would care a lot less about this if it was like a $20 item. So I took all of my, which this is probably bad, but I really don't care. I'm like too bad. This is just how, how I want to run my store now. But everything that was like over $100 or I think over $75, which is like the vast minority of my store. Like there's only a handful of things compared to the whole inventory that are that much. And so I just took free returns off of all of it. You can still return it, but you're going to pay <laughs> because I'm I think that's so lame that, you know. Well, and some of your stuff that's like bigger too, right? Like for me, yeah. my average cost of shipping is like five bucks. Yeah. So this while it's like costs, probably like, 15 or $20 to ship and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Because yeah. you're just like not paying attention. So yeah. I figured I don't want to do that again. That was dumb. All right. Um, my sales have actually been, so I did a video, I think last week, Poshmark, January for Poshmark was like utter trash. Like it was probably the worst month I've had since I've started. That is wild. Uh, Why do you think it is? I think it's the live shows. I think, well, so I think there's a couple of things. I think the live shows are impacting it. Not that people are buying from the live shows because no one's attending. Like I've gotten in and there's like, three yeah, it, but it's like, Oh, this is what we're doing now. I'm going to go look somewhere else. Like, yes, exactly. There's yes. so many notifications. It's annoying. Um, and then I also think on the back end, they got bought out and they can't, they haven't said anything that's happening, but they're doing things right. Yeah. Like and trying to figure things out. And it's come out in Canada that they are trying to get rid of bots. Um, oh. So they're obviously doing things and they're going to try and figure out how it hasn't come out in Colorado, in the U S yet. Uh, but there's things happening on the back end and we all know how that works, right? Like, yeah. and they could be changing, like sharing strategies and they want less. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah. it's slowly gotten better. My eBay, I found a sweet spot <laughs> and I'm going to share, I've done a couple of videos, but those watching this video, I'll share what my sweet spot is right yes. now. Yes, I'm doing, we've talked really in depth into this. So you probably know, but we, I am doing 50 cell similar every day, five days a week, like during the weekdays on the weekends. I don't, I do bare minimum. Yeah. Um, and then I'm promoting at 17%, like capping at 17%. Yeah. That's about where I am too, I think. Um, I'm doing significantly less sales. I'm running a sale, but the percentage is less. Like I used to go up to 40% on some yeah. stuff that I had for a while and now I'm doing 15%. So that's yeah, right. So it seems like I'm doing a lot of promoted, but it, it's money going to eBay and not yes. 
savings to the customer. And not to nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not vanishing into thin air. It's getting you something in return. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but my net is actually slowly coming back too because I'm running less sales. And a lot of my older items that I was running like 50% off sales and would have taken like, you know, just what I paid are yeah. actually selling at like legit prices again. Yeah. Which is so interesting, right? Like, I don't know if it's like the slow, like, recovery from Christmas shopping or whatever, but I feel like I'm getting some really good sales on stuff too, where I'm like, Oh, okay. I didn't even have to take like a lot lower price for that. Yeah. But you're like, uh, I would have taken like $30 less. Yeah, but I would have. yeah. Especially right now, still in semi liquidation mode, but that's really good to know because my general thought about when I get established and everything set up and I'm not in semi liquidation mode anymore, was kind of that same thing. Like, I'm going to do much more minimal sales and keep promoting fairly high, but still probably not quite as high as I am right now. Yeah. Um, and well, just I went up to almost like 25%, just kind of messing on my late, yeah. just kind of messing with it to see what would happen. Um, yeah. And my sales were great. Yeah. But then my, yeah, my net was, and so I'm like, I don't want to come down to where I'm not selling a lot because I still want, I like, I don't want to be a hoarder. <laughs> I want my items to sell, but I'm at a, oh, my light went off. Um, oh no! I kicked the plug. I am at like a comfortable place where I feel some of it's ego too. If I don't have, like, I want to have around 10 sales a day. Yeah. <laughs> so if I have to pay eBay, you know, five more percent for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah. Well, squirrel is here. Um, I met her in person. We've chatted online. Um, she's in local to Colorado. She thrifts, you know, travels to thrift. Awesome. We went last or yesterday, the arc, thrift stores are a local chain. I think the ARC is like a nationwide chain, but then they have like a local chapter in Colorado with like, I don't know, 30 or 40 stores. Um, but they give us like a tour of their warehouse. Um, and it's like the ultimate reselling yeah. business model. Like they get their stuff donated to them and they're a nonprofit. So they like give back to the community. They said they fed, um, yeah. like, I don't know, 40% of one of the biggest chains here, nonprofits that feed stuff. Um, I mean, they do a lot of like giving back to the community, but it was kind of cool to see like their logistics behind it. Yeah. Because um, they like store everything there and then they ship, like stores will order from them what they want and they ship it out. Oh, interesting. Because they do seasonal, which sucks as a reseller. <laughs> um, but they do seasonal. So then they like have what, it, it, it was really fascinating. Anyways, um. She was there. We met in person. Oh, we lost Anna. There you are. Um, we met in person and she has a podcast that I'm going to be on. So make sure to check that out. Um, I'll promote it on my social media, but that's really cool. I love it. Also, I love the name of real squirrel. My mom is a, is a wildlife rehabilitator, like for funsies and squirrels are her absolute favorite. So, oh my God, my daughter would flip. She oh, flip. there's always like, you just never know when you go to my mom's, there's like, there could be like a baby deer in the bathtub at the moment, or there could be like a squirrel. Is she a vet or she just takes it like she just. No, she's a speech pathologist. <laughs> but she um, loves animals and she's like certified. Like she's a wildlife rehabilitation specialist for the state. And so. Oh. And, she, wow. and it's a pretty rural area too. So she gets the call for like that, you know, the county and the surrounding counties, if any animal is like in peril, but it's, it's hilarious. That's crazy. We currently have three grasshoppers in my house because oh. my children also love animals. 
I mean, they're like encaged and they like feed them with fruit and stuff. And my daughter does all kinds of research on. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I tried an unsold item sitting three months sold, listed it on Stamps Auction Group and it sold. Are eBay hiding your listings? Hmm. This is interesting, Duncan. Um, what do you think? I, I mean, it could just be the people. I mean, my thought is if you put it on a Sam's auction group, those are your target. That's a very target market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, which makes sense why you're going to sell it. I don't know that. And Duncan, you know what you're doing. So <laughs> I don't think they're hiding Duncan's. But if things aren't selling, then you may, in general, if you're not Duncan, look at why. Yeah. Or find a really targeted other place to market it. <laughs> like that. Unless it's Facebook Marketplace because it's awful, right? Oh my gosh, it's the worst. I hope we get rid of everything and then I can just never deal with it again. Do you think some of those scams, I don't know how Facebook Marketplace works because I don't really do it. Mine is like five years yeah. ago, like selling kids stuff, but yeah. not like reselling related. Um, yeah, I never used it for like my actual business really, but. When you first get on eBay, so I've done a couple of videos recently of like Poshmarkers are full and a lot of people are like, I want to get on eBay. So I've been doing a couple of videos on like how to start on eBay and like my target audience is a little bit more newbie. Um, and a lot yeah. of people, I'm getting scams and I'm, I'm like, it goes away after you get so many sales. Like they can target and they know that you're new. Yeah. So I wonder if Facebook marketplace, if there's any of that, or it's just always awful. I don't know. I mean, I feel, it seems like there is some rhyme or reason to it because like the day I've only had to post it for like a couple of days but like the first day I posted things I was getting so many of them and I was just like reporting them one after the other and now I haven't really gotten one like yeah. a couple of days later it seems like it kind of dropped off so I don't know if that's because the listings aren't brand new anymore or because they can they know somehow that I'm like wise to it and I'm reporting everyone that comes at me like I don't know yeah but, I wonder if it's a similar thing that like Facebook marketplace isn't as sophisticated as yeah know, they haven't been around as long but I wonder if it's a way that spammers just know that it's like new yeah and and maybe they're just targeting everything in a certain price range or whatever but yeah and they know it somehow they know it's a new listing because like on Poshmark yeah I, you don't get this on eBay anymore because they figured it out but clean that house yeah <laughs> um poshmark when you do a new listing probably two or three times a week i have a new listing and you get this hey i want to buy this text me up phone number blah 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 obviously but they know that it's a new listing so i don't know how that they know and then you report them half the time by the time i go in there poshmark's already taken it down um, yeah but I wonder if that's part of the case. If anyone sells on Facebook Marketplace, not that you have to get on, but I would just be interested. No, to but like, yeah, yeah, some people do like, I bought something from someone who's like, oh yeah, this is like what we do. We list all kinds of stuff on there all the time. And I'm like, I hate it. And it, there's like no commitment at all, which is also super annoying. So it'll be like, I'm going to come get this. And it's like, great. Never hear from you again. Like, uh, I just hate it. <laughs> I always, so sometimes I'll put stuff out, like things that we're getting rid of and for free that I'm like, I don't want to go drop this off. I'd rather someone right. have our crib for free, whoever wants to pick it up. Right. Um. So every once in a while I post something like that, but I always tell them, here's my phone number and text me when you're on your way. It's first come. Mm. And then like, they just never text. And the next person who comes in line, I'm like the first person who texts me. And yeah. for some reason, a lot of people are like scared to text me. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like. You're like, no. well, then I'm not giving you my address until I know you are on the way. And I have a phone number verifying that you're like, I mean, I guess I don't know that's an actual person, but yeah, it, so far it's helped. But still, yeah, it's like, well, you know, yeah, if you actually show up, then we can, then we know. 
we know you're real, but until right. then, I don't believe it. Have you? Did you do packages today? Yeah. Did you? Ha- or have you listed recently? What on what? Any item on eBay? Sorry. Right. Oh, in your- fact, I have started. I started on the fifteenth doing scheduled things because free, and I was I've never tried before, and I love it. So I've been scheduled. I mean, the scheduled ones have been going live. I and think I scheduled a few through like the 19th or something. So I need to do some more, but I have some drafts sitting there. But I just want to like try it first to see if I, to see if it like worked right. <laughs> I'm working on getting there, but I, I was asking if you have shits because I, I was on, I think Facebook probably someone, I had heard that there's an eBay glitch and the face or oh. the rate padded mailer is like not an option on under shipping. Ooh. Well, but I have a glitch or if they're just like, cause there's been talk at USPS that they're going to like get rid of it. Um, I know. I know. As you can see, I have three cubes full of them right back there. Um, I have, I've shipped a bunch of things today, but none of them have required one of those yet. So I was able to ship one in a padded fly, right? So I think it's on the listing side that like when you select it, I don't know if anybody knows, I just heard it through the grapevine. It could get fixed. We are in winter seller update territory things happen (laughs) in the background and typically like wait a day or two before you freak out because oftentimes they just fix themselves. Right. Um, yeah. Back to listing though. Cause I wanted to talk about that. So those who don't know winter seller update, um, I did a video on it, but if you haven't watched it or you don't know what's going on, eBay does seller updates a couple times a year. They did their winter seller update. They made scheduled listings free now. Um, so Anna's working on, or we had all of her listings scheduled out. I am working on a new, uh, an additional VA. So I have two. Hey. And I'm getting, I got a third one um, just as a backup because I'm like, if something happens and they're like sick or like maybe they want to take a vacation, I just need someone who knows like the processes that they could jump in. Um, and so yeah. I'm thinking that I'll have them do a couple extra hours a week and get me because you have to be far enough ahead to be able to schedule them far enough ahead. Right. Um, so I think they'll probably help get me right now. I'm only like a day or two ahead. And then it's like, that doesn't really seem, I'll just do it every day. <laughs> if I'm yeah, only right. it's it's like, out of it. How does that help? Yeah. Do you know how far out you can do it or how many? Have you seen any? I haven't noticed actually. I think it's a ways though. I'm trying to remember because you like, there's like a drop down calendar and you can choose the date. And I feel like it was like a couple months that you could choose from. And how many, dra- like how many, because dra- you can only have so many drafts. In your yes, unit. but I think oh, that I but the bank of scheduled listings is a different bank than the drafts, and you can have like a gazillion in there. I think I I heard in the past before I ever used scheduled listings like years ago that it was unlimited on scheduled, but I don't know if that's true, and I don't know if it would still be true. But yes. it seemed like people who used it all the time were like, oh yeah, it's like there's there's no limit that I've run into yet. So which. It, Makes sense because before schedule listings were free, they were telling you like if you had too many drafts to schedule it out so that yes. you don't lose it. Right. That's interesting. I wonder how, if they'll do anything about that. Cause it's server space that's taking up. I know. And it's like, but also like, what are the limits of like, of us? I mean, of most stores. I mean, even mine, my store is big, but I'm not listing like a thousand things a month. Like, you know, yeah. usually. Right. right. Um, I've done that once or twice, but with a thousand in a month. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, Anna. There were a couple months where me and my sister-in-law were both doing like, like full blast photos and drafts, like both of us the whole month. <laughs> and we, we crossed a thousand, I think that month, but 
I think the most I've done is probably like 350 or 400. It's um, a lot. It is. Now it's so much less. I mean, if I do like 100 things a month, it's like a lot right now. So. I've been doing 10 a day for a decent. I do. I go before like between like 10 and 12 a day. Um, I feel more comfortable at 10. 12 makes things better. <laughs> but I mean, two extra a day is, you know, it's added time. So yeah. Um, Tim Doyle is saying, Anna, what is your oh. footprint square footage at the new place to store your inventory? So I don't know exactly, but it is approximately maybe almost 500 square feet. But uh, I found that the thing I need to care about besides square feet is cubic feet because the ceilings are low in there. <laughs> so like my storage units right now, I think... I have things stacked up to about between eight and nine feet tall and the ceilings there, I'm going to have to max out at about six feet. So there's like a few inches probably above that, but I couldn't fit like a whole other bin or something. So. Cause storage units are like taller than a re like even a regular house, right? Like yeah, they're pretty tall. And the basement is smaller anyway. So yeah. And it's like a basement from 1870. So it's pretty short. It's not like a standard depth basement. Um, but I'm only five two, so I don't mind. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. The joists are like way above my head, but yeah. my shelves can't be nearly as high. Um, so yeah, I I think it's around five hundred square feet of like floor space that I have. But you know, the height. I'm I'm losing a good chunk of the height. So yeah. And so for those who don't know, um, Anna has twelve twelve thousand. Yeah. How many are you at now? Because I know you were dwindling there for a minute. Let me look. So I really don't know. But I can find out real quick. Um, so actual listings, I have 11,190, but I still have 12,309 items. <laughs> so you're storing 12,000 items. Yeah. But some are like little pins too. Oh, right? yeah. Some are teeny like, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. They're not so all. It's harder to know, Tim, too, depending on what you sell. Because like for me, I sell mostly fat. I sell all fashion, but cl mostly clothing. And I can fit like. 15 pairs of jeans in one of those. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty easy for me to like calculate. I can fit three of those. They go yeah. for deep. But I would assume some bins of yours have like five things and some have like 500. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, yes, it's true. Um, yeah. But, but the good thing is I know exactly how many bins I have in like in employment right now. So, and this week I've, I've been working on consolidating and taking some bins that have only like soft things like scarves or whatever t-shirts and combining them with bins that have fragile stuff to like pack around it to consolidate space for the move, but also like to protect those things a little bit better um, because I don't pack things very super securely when they're just sitting in a bin on a shelf, but now they have to like rumble along in a truck for quite a distance. So yeah, you have a long doing, yeah, I've been doing that and I've eliminated about 30 bins by doing that, oh. which is crazy. Most of them are the smaller sizes, like this size are like the ones that I'm dumping into like a larger bin that has a little bit of space and fragile stuff in it. But still, that's like so much space. And then going into your spreadsheet and updating all of it. Yeah. That. Search and or find and replace is like my best friend. So, but I'm down to like, I'm down to like about 300 bins total across two storage units and the stuff that I, the little littles that I have in my storage area. Like how, how often do you, can you not find an item? Almost never. 
Because it's so like, because you normally consolidate your items and then you have to go into the spreadsheet. And I just, for me personally, I would do it and then I would like get distracted and go back and think that, like, I'm pretty sure when eBay lost 500 of my items, probably half of those are me accidentally, like, yeah, <laughs> like and you're starting like, to sell similar process and then going to the bathroom and not coming back and finishing it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the more times that you have to change it in your spreadsheet, to me, it would just, I know. And like, I mean, I guess all I can say about that is I've been doing it like way more intensively, like to prepare for moving. And normally I'm not combining, I'm not having to change those numbers very frequently. And it will be like one here and one there. But lately it's been like a whole audit kind of. So it's like, I'm like doing everything in my power to keep myself focused. And like, I'm not crossing it off the list until it's like done in the spreadsheet and I'm replacing everything at once. And my bin numbers now are like a letter and number combination. And this is like getting into the details a lot, but you know, this might help somebody out. But when you have like a find and replace feature, like in Google sheets is what I use. And so you can click a little box that says like entire cell contents. So if for some reason I'm looking at, you know, bin B12 and one of my listings has the word B12 in it, it will not accidentally replace that and like screw with anything because it's not the entire cell contents. Yeah. So I always do that. I choose like entire cell contents and then just replace all. And then I, it's like one click and that whole bin has been changed over to the correct bin. So you're not doing each individual and then accidentally right. typing the wrong thing. Right, right, right. I'm not having to type. I type it once, double check it click that box and then it changes all of it at once. So that's like, there's just little things like that though, that are like really good safeguards for the human error. You know, the biggest risk with all of this right now is human error because. Which the more things that you do, the more risk you have of human. Right. (laughs) It's like extra compounded right now because I'm doing so much. I know. Um, I just wanted to welcome Jay Anderson. They are a new member at Golden. So welcome. Um, oh, there's my timer, but I don't have to get the kids, so I can stop that. Um, the kids are here. They're upstairs. Quiet. Um, let's see. I didn't mean to cut you off. If we are, if oh, no. done. I was just looking to see in my notes. Um, I, I don't know if I ever fully answered the question of like, how are my sales, but they are actually pretty good still. Um, even in spite of like some messing around with my handling time and stuff this month as I'm getting ready, but. It's better than last February and January and better than this past January that just happened so far. So I'm like, I'm tracking to like have a better month than last month, which is awesome. Yes, for sure. Um, Duncan's asking again, apparently we didn't. Uh Oh, his answer. Uh, sales, Sarah, your sales are good, but not on Poshmark. Let me show you. I'll show you because my eBay sales are like fire right now. Oh, yeah. uh, I love it. Cause y'all know I like a good chart. Is this? Yes. This is what I want to show you. Can you see it? Let's see. Yes. Okay. Uh, This is the last 28 days, year over year. So the top is this year compared to last year. And my eBay is up. Wow. I know. Um, And Poshmark actually is only down like 200. So it's not as terrible. But that eBay is like, but look, if you come and look at the fees over here. That's why. Hello. Yeah. But we can look at, I'll probably do a video um, about my promoted listings and how to make sure that you're actually making money if you're promoting at high rates. Yeah. But my average sale price is okay because I'm not running these like ginormous sales and I'm selling more volume. And so it's like, 
I don't know. I'd rather, I'll pay 17% to be up $3,000 because even if you take 17% out of that, I'm still making yes. thousands of dollars, right? Yes. So, um, it, it, every time you talk about volume, I think about Gabe Middleton saying, he's, he's, I'm a real big fan. What did he say? I'm a real big fan of, um, Oh my gosh, what's the word for like high volume sales? I can't think of it. <laughs> I'm like, I always think of this and now I can't think of the right word. I don't remember him saying anything. But it was he like, definitely like churn I mean, of churn. I'm a real big fan of churn. I remember him saying that and being like noted <laughs> because he's like, a genius. <laughs> yeah. Although I was talking with him um, about his pricing strategy because the, his sell through rate is like astronomical. He, he dropped it once and then I like did the math and I was like, no. It was like 80% or something. And I'm like, so I asked him about his pricing strategy um, yeah. and he prices lower than the last sold comp, um, which is fine because then you're the lo the lowest one right. and then you move through and he's, you know, in the volume game. But he learned at eBay Open that he was the one, I think he's the top electronic seller on eBay. Wow. Or one of the top. As far as like volume goes. And so he was like, I think I'm just continuing to price under myself. Like I, the last sold was probably ours. And now we're pricing it down because he wow. has like employees, right? So he's like, I need to look at that because yes. I wonder if there's a way to filter yourself out. Yeah. Or just oh. pay attention to who sold it last. Like yeah. for me, that's probably not an issue. But if you're the most volume seller, yeah. No, that's. Hilarious. You're probably your own competition. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, that was us. Maybe we should keep it at the same price instead of lower, at least. That's funny. Yes. Oh. Duncan's <laughs> asking, how's the eBay fees cost now that the fees went up? I haven't noticed. It, they said at most is 0.35%. Yeah. And I actually didn't look if it affected um, clothing because it's 0.35% at most. Right. right. Yeah. I didn't either. I, I mean, I don't think, I'm not sure that I've even looked at, I, I look at that once a month. So I don't even know if I've looked at it since they changed it really. I mean, I know in general, year over year, my fees have gone up. Yeah. But I think a lot of it, like last, this time last year, I think I was promoting at 2%. So I think some right. of it is that. Yeah, exactly. I think me too. Like that, that's, it's not something I would notice outside of that probably. Um, I was going to. I did. I'm going to say no while you look at the notes. Um, I did go in and update my shipping though, which honestly, because oh. that number I just showed and what you see on eBay is your gross number. So if you increase your shipping costs, that's going to increase, like inflate that top number. Um, so be mindful that, right. you're that you're not actually making more money. Well, I mean, you are, but it depends on like shipping costs and stuff, but I hadn't yeah. really updated my shipping in, I don't know, a year or two. And every once in a while they do like so there's going to be yeah. a video coming out, I think this week, maybe that I did an analysis and I looked at all of my shipping information. and was like, okay, what's my average? What should I cost or what should I charge? Is that in compare? Is that on par with like my competition? Right. I don't want to right. charges and then everyone else else. Um, so I increased some of my shipping too, which I think has something to kind of offset some of my fees um, as well. And it didn't slow down sales. So. You're like, all right then, because shipping costs money and that's what it costs. I mean, it was like 85 cents, right? I didn't go from like five to ten dollars, but yeah. it was on par with the market. So yeah. So relative, man. It is, it is. Um, were you gonna say something or should we stop jump to our question? Um, yes. Well, I was gonna say just 
this is like tangentially related to just recouping some of your costs. I realized um, I was, I like ran out of this, <laughs> this smaller size of padded envelope that I usually buy, like literally buy the 500s because it's just a size I use all the time for stuff. Um, and so if I'm shipping, you know, say this like little button pin from the 70s or whatever, right? Like that, that's something I have to ship. And all I have left was these bigger bubble mailers that I got for free from eBay with my coupon. But I was like, oh my gosh, why don't I just cut these in half and tape up the cut half and have twice the amount of envelopes? <laughs> so I started doing that. And I never would have thought of it if I hadn't run out of my smaller ones. But I was like, I mean, sometimes I still need that larger size, but it's way more common that I need like a smaller size. And so I've been doing that. And I kind of don't care if it's a little ratchet because it gives me twice the amount of envelopes. <laughs> And people don't, so when I, I came from Poshmark to eBay and I don't know that most Poshmarks really do this anymore, but for a while on Poshmark, it was like, you wrapped it and you gave a free gift. Yeah, like I mean, it was, and then I came to eBay and my brother-in-law's an eBay seller and he sells everything. And he's like, no, you just like shove it in. And like, and I'm like, really, they're not going to get mad that it shows up like this. And he's like, no. no. Like they don't want to pay. He's like, they don't want to pay ten more dollars for it to get in a bigger box. Yeah, they want you to crank it in and and if it's safe, stuff. yeah, whatever. I've had one shipping complaint because the item showed up wrinkled. And I was like, okay, lady. Obviously, you've never bought or sir. I don't know. I don't remember. But I was like, obviously, you've never. It was a lady. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how did you want me to get it to you without it being wrinkled? It's literally clothing. Yeah, I've had that before too, though. And it's like they're outraged that it's wrinkled, and I'm just like, okay, send it back. Yeah. I like <laughs> send it back wrinkled then. People. Um, Duncan saying, Sarah, take all your listings off Poshmark and concentrate on eBay. So I did a video, I don't know, last weekend, maybe um, all the days kind of blend together, but yeah, about looking at this. Cause last month it was, I mean, it was, it was bad. I think even the first month I was on Poshmark, I did better than last month. It was under a thousand dollars. And then I pay, I, I don't do Poshmark. I pay my virtual assistant to cross list. I pay my virtual assistant to take everything off of Poshmark when it sells. And I'm like, is it worth paying my virtual assistant to do all of this for a thousand dollars? And uh, and then I pay for list perfectly because they use that to cross, you know. And so of course I looked at the numbers and did an analysis. If you guys are interested to look at the numbers, um, I think at the end of the day I made like three hundred dollars after you took everything out. And then you, uh... I know um, things are looking better, but I'm like, should I? spend my VA's time somewhere else. Well, yeah. And if that's like, you're basically making $10 a day selling how many items and what could you get for those items on eBay? If you waited a little bit longer or whatever, like how do you factor that in? Uh, right. You know, I mean, there's, I don't know that there's like a calculation, but it's, well, but then it's like, it's also an extra $300 of not doing anything. Yeah, but you could not do anything more streamlined on all eBay. I don't know, man. I'm kind of a Duncan on this one, but I'm wow. also only on eBay. So I thought so I'm gonna give it a month or two and see. Um, because if it does like this month is looking a little bit better. Yeah. And then it's like I'm not it's all the same inventory. And if I can sell it faster and move it, because I'm out of space. Um yeah. and so it's not like I could increase my listings and oh, just that's like, true. eBay. I I so all those things are also listed on eBay anyway. Yes, right. 
Yeah. Mm. And so it is. So, so let's say it was a thousand dollars that I sold for dollars value. I mean, yeah, like one sale, it, you know, probably like one or two a day. So, but that, those are items that I got out of my inventory to put new items on eBay. Where if I stopped, I, I couldn't list more items because I don't have anywhere to put more items. Right. Unless I sell more items on eBay. But I don't know that that's, yeah. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Stay tuned. Hmm. You just promoted your listings a couple more percent. No, <laughs> no I mean, it's true. It could, so here's the thing. I could promote it a couple more percent and then I'm getting rid of 10 hours of virtual assistant. And so I'm probably yeah. spending more money or have either her not working or her working on other things that are going to make me. But there is some kind of ceiling of how high you can promote too. And I've been told it's probably around 20% for most categories. I don't know if that's true for fashion. Cause I feel like it's pretty high in fashion. Like the, the average is higher, you know? So maybe, maybe it's higher, but I might try this for a month. Yeah. And see what happens if I promote like up to 20, if I can make up eBay and then she's not having to spend 10 hours a week. Yeah. And then I'm not paying for it for sure. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Okay. I have a question because I had a dream about speaking at eBay open. <laughs> um, it, I, it was just like random. I, I think I was telling the story to someone I hadn't seen in a long time recently. And that like made me dream about it. But my question is, if you were given another opportunity to speak at eBay Open and you could choose your topic, what would you want to talk about? Oh, I was like, yes, I would do it again. I'm I know, I would do it. I'm hunting down Georgia to be like. But they gave us topics and they just happened to be perfect yeah. topics for us, which was awesome. But if I you think could I, choose your topic, what would you pick? It would probably be the same. I mean, that's what I talk about, is, which is probably why they picked it um, for yeah. me. But my whole YouTube channel is showing that, I, I mean, maybe I think what would be kind of cool, especially if it's in person is like more of a breakout intimate session of looking deeper into my topic. Yeah. Um, so I'm not just saying like, look not as much as the the yeah, yeah, but like here, let's sit down and actually look at like, maybe bring your own computer and we will go yeah. through what these numbers all mean. Um, more of like a breakout intimate session than like a yeah. breakout. I like, I think it'd be cool if you talked about like exactly what, um, well, the thing that was like such a light bulb moment for me when I was learning from you about promoted listings and like how it's like you're, you're getting something for your money instead of just giving away some of your profit for kind of nothing and not more exposure, but the whole, like, where do you look in your numbers to see if it's like making a difference and you're making more money? Like, I think that is still a huge disconnect for a lot of people. Yes. So. Yeah. So maybe going a little deeper into like, here's the tool, but then how do you see if that's working? Like, how is it? Um, so if you guys are watching eBay, I'm available to yeah. have a breakout session. What would you talk about? I don't know. I mean, I feel like the, um, the topic I had was so perfect for me. And I mean, I, I could definitely talk about that some more. It was inventory management stuff, but I really don't know. I I I posed the question because I have been kind of mulling it over, but I haven't come up with an answer yet. <laughs> what so. about? I don't know, like the right topic, but you're really good at like maybe finding the balance or how to make it. Maybe so. There are someone spoke about like how to do this full time, and they spoke like really heavy in the numbers, which is probably where I would have taken it to. But in how like why you do what you do and how to get to a place where you can like take time off and you can find the balance and like a little bit more of your 
um, psychology background, mm-hmm. like bringing that in and not so much. Yeah. Maybe not so much like nuts and bolts, but kind of like the bigger picture stuff. Yeah. I don't know. You always like drop information and I'm like, well, that's genius. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you pay me the big bucks. Oh, I know. Um, so I was thinking about this the other day. How do you decide what to buy? Cause you buy like so much random stuff. I know. Like, how do you decide? Like, what goes through your head to decide or to tell others? Like, how do you decide? Yeah, I mean, I guess because my strategy is miscellaneous, um, I do try to, like, really keep an open mind and look for anything and everything within reason. You know, if it's very specialized industrial equipment or something that I know nothing about, then I don't feel good about selling that in good conscience with, like, and being thorough enough and knowing what I need to know about it. But if it's kind of like general items that anybody might have in their house, um, I feel like I can, I have enough life experience to like go like, okay, yeah, this is a worthwhile thing either because it's really good quality, really good design, really unique, you know, something that I just like a lot. I mean, a lot of it's kind of um, internal, you know, impressions, I guess, but the, all of that is based on experience. It's not like magic sparkles you know it's like this is from a lot of doing this a lot of experiments of like well this is an interesting thing to me sometimes I can't even articulate why it's interesting and I don't even know what it is but if it's cheap enough I'll try it out and find out and learn about it (laughs) so so because you do such random things too you probably don't look mm -hmm. up comps and now that you've been doing it for a while you look up comps very often not very often if it's like really mysterious or I have, or something tips me off that like, it could be like a very valuable thing that I'll stop and research on my phone in the moment. But I kind of don't like doing that most of the time. I just like feel like it kind of slows me down and I'm not then as open to seeing everything that's around me. Cause a lot of times I'm sourcing in environments where there's just like so much stuff everywhere. And so I don't want to miss anything. Um, but sometimes I'll decide against something by the time I get to the register, you know, or whatever, like I'll think twice about it and be like, eh, maybe not. But um, occasionally I'll go back and research something later if I didn't buy it. And I'm like, what was that thing? Like, I'm going to try to find out the brand or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Magic potion is what I heard. Huh? <laughs> so like a magic potion is what I heard. Magic potion. Well, <laughs> I experienced years of doing it. I don't think it's magic. But yeah, I do think it's way more implicit now than it used to be because, but like, I wouldn't necessarily just stop and research everything when I was first starting out either. I would just take a chance. And a lot of times I would be right. And a lot of times I'd be wrong, you know? So it was like, I made myself learn about stuff by buying it and committing to finding out. (laughs) So yeah, you were doing your own research instead of what other people are doing, which if you have a low cost of goods, yeah, if you have a low cost of goods and then you make a dollar off of it, it's whatever. Uh, Anna has a book. We didn't mention it. Oh yeah. Um, unless they're all packed away. Are you, are no, they I have like four or five left in here and they're always available on Amazon too for like, you know, they print them and send them to you. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so Michelle, there was a call someone else saying that there is glitches. So if you guys are noticing oh. glitches on eBay, hold tight. Typically they will fix them. Um, so don't go in and like change everything. Typically it like reverts back to itself after a couple yeah. of days. Um, Just take a break. <laughs> Yeah, don't and I don't even pay attention half the time because I'm like it's not if it's been like a week and something's messed up, but yeah. Um, do 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 do. Let's see. So I have a question. Uh, yeah. like more. It's kind of a YouTube question. Do you watch a lot of social media? No. 
Yeah, see, I don't either. Um, obviously, whoever's joining watches social media, so I'd be interested in their point. Um, once I hit like 10K on social media, I on YouTube, I've gotten more like opportunities, people asking, we want to like have you do a paid video. We want, oh, yeah. and I don't do a lot of them. Um, I'm definitely not doing one for like, we want you to be our ambassador for this necklace. Like that's not my <laughs> Yeah. Um, but there are certain things. I, so I have affiliate codes because it's products that I use and then my followers get a coupon if I become an affiliate. So it kind of works both, but then I do get paid for it. Um, yeah. so I have some of those, but as far as like paid promotion goes, I feel like in the influencer world in general, it's a fairly normal thing. Yeah. Right? Like people do paid promotions. You watch other YouTubers and like, oh, this was a paid promotion, whatever. I feel like, and this is maybe more for people watching in the reseller community, if you do a paid promotion, is it look, is it look down upon? Like if I had a paid promotion video or two, because there was like a company that I use and they're like, we want you to use a video. Yeah. Is it negative for me? I mean, I don't know what everyone's opinion about it is, but I feel like there's a parallel here with like, I listen to podcasts a lot while I'm working and like, you know, the random like ads that they have and their ad partners and stuff. But I really appreciate the ones where they're like, I do actually personally use this and I wouldn't endorse things that I don't actually think are like worthwhile. And I don't mind listening to that. You know, I don't even fast forward that stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, well, you know, this is a way that they can continue to put out their content. And, you know, I'm usually listening to it for free for most of the shows I listen to. And I'm just like, they're not just like selling their soul to like anybody. It's like things that they value and that's fine. I feel like I don't care about that. And that's kind of how I feel. Like if every single video that you watched of me or any other YouTuber was a paid promotion, then you're like, yeah. okay, how much of what they're saying is true and are they getting paid for? And they, yeah. but if it's something that you're using and you truly believe in, and it's the same yeah. with all my affiliates, I'm only affiliates for things that I personally use. Yeah. Um, and I don't even really promote them <laughs> on my videos. I'm like the worst affiliate um, because you just, you have to find them in the link down below. Very rarely do I say, Hey, use this. Um, but if you wanted to know what I used, you can look in the description. Um, yeah, I don't want it to come across as like, oh, they're selling out or we can't trust what Sarah is saying because she's getting paid to say this. Right. Um, but maybe if it's just like one or two, yeah. right? Like I picked one that I already use and it's just every once in a while. And it's not like every video is like, here's this product friends. Here's this product friend. Like then right. it's different. I think like the totality of it. I mean, frankly, if people are listening to you and they're testing out the things that you're suggesting and the things that you're showing them, like the proof's in the pudding. Like if you have good character, then you can promote something in good character. <laughs> like, right. It's right. what it is. It's media. That Well, and that's kind of what I was thinking too, because they are watching and getting tips for free, which I really enjoy doing. Um, but it does take yeah. time away from other parts of my business. Um, and so if someone's willing to pay me to promote an item that I already use, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks. We'll see what I haven't scrolled all the way down. So we may come back to this if people have comments, but I just like to go in order. Uh, yes. Sarah, are you promoting all or most items at base charges plus 17% or do you recomp up seven, up 10? I noticed since this includes shipping, if you calculate that item costs only like posh, it's about 29%. That is a great question. Um, I do trending or i think they call it suggested now or vice versa they changed it at some point um i do that plus 10 percent, and then capped at 17 percent. 
So not plus 17%. Right. But it does increase. Yeah. I think my total, I can Up look. to 17. Yeah. My total eBay fees, I'll look. And I would highly, highly recommend watching a vi my video on how to run A-B testing and create a campaign because this is going to differ for everyone. Um, so my total eBay fees now are 25%. Because then again, like not everything sells promoted and not everything sells at 17% promoted. Right. Um, so that kind of is a variable. So it's 5% more than Poshmark now. But y'all saw the volume. <laughs> like we're talking a thousand dollars on Poshmark, seven thousand dollars on eBay. Yeah, I'll pay five percent for that. Yeah, um, all day, every day. Yes. All right, friends. We do. If you do have questions, um, we have a few minutes left. If you have questions for me and Anna, we will. Will what is it? Yes, we will be here next week. March, we're going to be kind of iffy because we have spring break and it's moving. Um, so we're good there. They will be scheduled, but if we're not here on a Friday, um, it's either spring break or Anna's driving. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll get uh, settled in. Um, yeah. In March. After that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit too, because so this week, I don't get a full week of work like ever, maybe probably in the entire year. Do I have three weeks where it's like a legit work week for me. So like this week we were sick Monday and Tuesday, so I didn't work. Um, and then there was snow. Thankfully there was not a snow day. So um, I know in the Springs they had a snow day and then the kids are off today. So I had two days of work um, and staying consistent. And I know we've talked in the past about consistency, but I want to get a little, a few tips to people because being consistent, you also have to know that like you're going to get sick. You're going to take vacations. You're going to want to, even if my kids weren't off, like every once in a while, I want a day off. Right. Yeah. Um, and so for me banking and getting ahead, um, I know some people just don't list during that time and sales are probably okay. Or like you were doing, like you didn't list for what a month and just did sell similar. Oh, for several okay. months. <laughs> yeah. It was almost a quarter actually, <laughs> which was crazy, but it worked. Yes. Um, so just, I don't know, maybe tips and tricks that you have in staying consistent when life is yeah. not consistent because that you can't do this long-term if you are going to work 40 hours every single week, because that's not going to happen. Right. Or 80 or whatever your thing is. Like it's just, <laughs> you're going to get burnt out. You're going to get sick. Yeah. I was going to say, I've been like doing, I think one week recently I did like almost 60 hours and I was just like, because I'm getting ready to move. Like a lot of it was like yeah. stuff that I'm not normally doing. It's not the regular workflow stuff, but I was like, Oh my gosh, one of my goals this year is to have an average of 20 hours a week or less. And yeah. so like, I like what you're saying about banking. I think that's huge. Like um, just practically, that's like a huge um, flex, like a tool of flexibility for anybody to have. Um, but also I think our time perspective and our expectations are super important because, you know, consistency, like, why do we even care about that? Because it's a sense of security for us, right? Here's the psychology corner, I guess. But yeah, um, right. See, this is why you're, like <laughs> Sarah, you're like, you know, I want to hear it. <laughs> but I think there's that, other aspects to selling and being an entrepreneur. And I think you're well, a good way. Yeah. And like, even like, we all have like our little thresholds that we may or may not be totally aware of. But even like what you said earlier of like, it feels better to have at least like 10 or 12 sales a day. That's just a little benchmark that like makes you sleep well at night. You know what I mean? So I think um, being able to kind of see our 
our consistency at different altitudes is really helpful. Like, okay, this week I might've made $80 one day and $600 another day. So if I'm just like being jerked around by my gross sales day to day, like it's going to be a roller coaster for me all the time, you know? But if I'm like, okay, like Q1, like maybe I do take off a whole week or two during this quarter, you know, when you piece all the little little moments together because I'm moving and there's all this stuff going on. But maybe my Q1 this year actually looks like it's pretty much like last year and it's at least as good as last year. Well, th then I can rest because I made it through last year. <laughs> I was able to pay all my bills last year. So even if there's like a whole week where it's just in the toilet, like averages are our friends, you know? And I think having that ability to go like, well, how does this month stack up to like last month or this month last year. What am I doing differently? Um, you know, how does this whole quarter work together? How does my, my goal for the year, like, how does that look? Because the bigger and like kind of higher up altitude your perspective is, the more you, the more kind of time resources you have to like adjust what you're doing and affect a change, you know? So you can, you can like look at what you have now and you can create more consistency or not worry as much about consistency based on how, how high altitude your goal is, if that makes sense. Well, and I think too, like the longer that you've done this, the more that you're like, okay, it's not like today was a bad day. Yeah. It actually was a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Like my packages I had, I've been having really good weeks. And then today I was like, what is happening? But it doesn't get you down because I'm like, okay, grand scheme, eBay's up, like things happen. Right. And the longer that you do that, the longer that you do this, you start to see trends in your store and you start to know that like, if you yeah. keep doing X, Y, and Z, you will get results. Um, so on that note, because I've been thinking about this for summer too, because um, you didn't, we're told to list every single day, <laughs> All right? Um, and I've talked in length on my channel about like, should you, should you not, why you do, why you don't. But in the past during the summer, because I take the summer off to be kids and to be with the kids in the past, I've banked enough listings for two and a half months, Yeah, which is a lot of work ahead of time. Um, so I'm wondering, should I just not? list every because you didn't do it right like I would probably still sell similar yeah yeah um, and then just like deplete down my inventory for a couple months and, and then you'll we'll have space <laughs> to buy more right. stuff yeah I mean that's really true I don't know if you would want to just go all the way like lean all the way that direction or not and like because you that would be a very like clear experiment I feel like to go like I'm not going to list anything new I'm only going to sell similar all summer and see what happens and, you know, do your sales proportionately atrophy with your amount of inventory? Will there be enough of a dent by the end of the summer that you'll be able to tell that? Like, that'd be interesting. But at the same time, if that feels too risky, you could split the difference, bank half the amount, you know, list five things a day and kind of hedge it a little. Or maybe do like one month because I'm thinking like YouTube content, it would be a really cool video to see like what happens if you don't list for a month. Yes. Um, do like maybe one month where I keep things steady and then one month or one month, like half and then yeah. of like nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, when you've talked in the past of like, you haven't listened to me, you just unsell a similar, but it was also quarter four and then you have the summer slowdown. Right. right. So like I, you did it at a time where like sales are usually good. And I'm like, I'm gonna go ahead and take like the worst month yeah. reselling and just not like, but my sales, I mean, but what you would expect if that was going to like drag down my sales is like, Oh no, like this is the time with the most opportunity where people are buying the most. And shouldn't my numbers be like subpar Q4 numbers. And they weren't. Yeah. 
they were still great Q4 numbers, like on track with the other years that I've had. So, all right. So stay tuned, friends, because yeah. I'm, I don't know, I'm contemplating. I'm I've gotten ahead so I can take spring break off because we're going on a road trip. Um, and I'm in the process of starting to because to get ahead for two and a half months, like I have to start now. Yeah. Unless I'm taking photos every single day for like weeks. Um, but if I just add a couple each week, then it's not as overwhelming. Um, yeah. But maybe I'll try it to see what happens. I may also, I think I'm going to stop doing posh and see what happens. Because no. Will you do that all at the same time? Like take the summer off? No, no. Like I'll do that now. Like, oh, okay. I, and I don't know if I, okay. So tell me friends, you and then the audience, should I delete my entire, like just take everything off of posh or just not list there anymore and see what happens? Hmm. Time-wise, it would be easier. Like if I have, because Poshmark, you have to delete one by one. <laughs> like, mm. And so it would be easier to just like not cross well, this anymore and put my virtual assistant on other tasks for a month and see if at the end of the day, I make more money. Like none of the new stuff goes over there basically. Right. I mean, I think it would be interesting to do that first. And then depending on what happens, then turn it all off and see. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of graduated steps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've deleted my whole closet before. I, I did it because I've done it before just because it's fun and it's fun to do a video. Fun. Um, but also because it's such a pain to go through their inventory. So I just deleted yeah. everything and then recross listed everything. And then I was like, now I know everything's yeah. Well, yeah. On, the, yeah, on the same. All right. Let's see if we have any last minute questions. Lots of um, interesting things may be happening. Uh, oh, I think we're good. Not list for a month or two. Tim's saying, okay. Um, I won't do vacation. I won't do vacation mode. Um, and the reason being is I'm still here, like at my house and I can still ship. I'll do vacation mode. Like we tripped or we booked a trip, um, to Mexico. We'll probably go see my sister-in-law in Texas. Like I'll do vacation mode for those times. Cause I won't physically be here, but yeah, I can ship my kid. I mean, it takes me two minutes an item. If I sell 10 items, that's 20 minutes. Like I don't mind that. And it's all here. Yeah. Um, and I'll let things still sell. But as far as like listing and I can, I can listen or I scheduled, right. I could schedule them all out um, to go live or I could just not, I don't know. Oh, I think it'd be interesting to see if you, if you like did actually schedule them all, then that's one more little task that when you're off for the summer, you're not doing at all. Yes. I wonder about like the personal impact for you of not having to do that, even though it's quick and easy and you do it every day. Like the thing with that is because my virtual assistants, um, oh, yeah. so they still work and they are absolutely phenomenal um, and their contract works. So they would understand, but I like having them have steady work. Yeah their lifestyle. Um, and so if we scheduled, then they would have to work gangbusters and then they would take, have to take the summer off too. Mm. Uh, and I would be a little hesitant that if they took the summer off, they may find other work and then not come back. Right. Um, right. That makes sense. So getting like, I have the photos ahead, but then they're still working. They still work all summer. Yeah. <laughs> and create drafts all summer. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, we have time. This is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Diane is saying we could put Posh on vacation mode, which is smart. So instead of deleting everything, if I decide I just want to get rid of it, 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was actually going to ask that, like, what's their vacation mode compared to time away on eBay? Like, I don't know. Cause I'm not on there. <laughs> I've never actually done it. Cause you have up to like 10 days before Poshmark gets nasty. If you don't ship an item, it's not good practice. Yeah. <laughs> but if you like, I've gone on vacation and just not shipped an item for seven days and yeah, it is. Um, all right. One more question and then we'll wrap up. When you promote, do you see the percent beside each listing or do the mass promoted where you do not see how much it is for each? So um, like the standard promoted campaign versus like the individual items. Yeah. Yeah. I do a campaign. What do you I do? usually do the standard as well, just because it's too much work to do, <laughs> to do individual items. Well, I take that back. I put it into account. So what I usually do is I list it not at a promoted on my phone because you can't see as much from your phone. Right. And then sometime in the morning or the next day or whenever I get to it on eBay, you have like your promoted, which is like all your items. And then if you haven't promoted it, it'll yeah. show those. And so then I know which new items I have. And sometimes I'll go in and like research a comp a little bit more, like things that I can't do on my phone. And it yeah. doesn't know which ones I've recently listed. And then I will bulk edit and promote all of those and then add them to a campaign. Got you. Yeah. All right. All right, friends. Thank you guys so much. We will see you here next week. Have a wonderful weekend and happy sales. Yes. Happy sales.